Put your hands together and please welcome our friend, Real Talk, Kim. What's going on, Vibrant? Y'all know, y'all know, y'all already know that y'all are like my favorites. I just love Vibrant. Like y'all are just such a beautiful place full of a mixture of people that have gone to hell and came out on fire. I know, I know when I first came here, some of y'all were better than others. You know what I'm saying? But since this pandemic, this pandemic has tested us. Anybody really like holy, holy? And then this pandemic came and all of a sudden you find yourself like, you let little cuss words slip out here. Y'all like, where did that come from? Just irritable. But something about this pandemic, this pandemic has pushed us to breakthroughs. And, and a lot of us were willing to get in and go, go for the breakdowns and we were giving up every other day. But this, this pandemic, God has used it for our good. He has turned us into a place where we are focusing on him. And we're saying, God, it's all of you. All of me loves all of you. Yeah. So Lord, I just thank you for your presence in this place. I thank you for vibrant, Lord. I thank you that you are vibrant in this place. And Father, I pray every person that walks in this building for the remainder of this year even, the ones watching online, that today is their day to say, I'm getting up. I'm not staying here. I'm getting up and I'm moving forward. So great and mighty God, do what only you can do. Show out. We give you permission. Come on, tell him. I give you permission to do what you need to do in my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. You may be seated. I want to I title this sermon today. I want to honor Pastors Ethan and Lena Boggs. Thank you so much for letting me stay here. The Delgados. I just thank you guys, everybody that's in this building, all the staff. Y'all are amazing. All the musicians, all the singers. Hello. Was it not awesome? I think we get so used to just coming to church that Sometimes we don't realize all the work that goes in behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all think y'all get warfare. The warfare happens whenever we're out here serving and giving our blood for y'all. You know what I'm saying? So today I want to talk about God set me free from me. Somebody say it. God, come on, God, do it. Some of y'all didn't do it. You need to do it. You're prophesying. God set me free from me. Say it one more time loud. That's what I'm talking about. I want to ask, can God trust you? Ask yourself that question today. Can God trust you? Can God trust me? I want you to think of a time where you felt like you were being crushed. Think about that season. Think about that moment where you felt like anybody can say, come on, yell it out in this building. Because remember, he said we were talking back. You got to be obedient. Think of a time that you felt crushed. Yell it out. What was it? Yell out that thing that was crushing you. Fear. What else? Anger. Unbelief. Doubt. Loneliness. That's a devil. Worry. Rejection. 
Selfishness. Feeling like you weren't worthy enough. Feeling like you weren't good enough to be fought for. Right? Think of the things that felt like it was crushing you. That you thought you couldn't get up and move without. I can't get up out of this season. Here's what the enemy does. Since the enemy cannot take you out, he tries to what? He wears you out. How does he wear you out? By life crushing you. By a pandemic coming, all of us running around with these masks on looking like bank robbers. All of us walking around, we were all on keto, we were all snatched, and now all of a sudden we're etoing. Y'all never thought your bodies could expand at the capacity that it's expanded. That's the same thing with sin. You never thought it would touch you. You never thought you would walk through that divorce. You never thought you would walk through that rejection. You never thought your credit, you couldn't buy. You were like, man, my credit's all I got. This pandemic, honey, all of a sudden, you can't even buy cheese with your credit. (laughs) And the enemy's wearing you out. And the enemy's trying to get your eyes off of Jesus. And most of the time, the reason we feel behind or we feel stuck is because of our own disappointments. Because you don't think you could ever go there. I can't never go there. I can't never. I quit judging people when I realized God put me in the same position of the person I was judging. You hear me? You think you can't hit rock bottom, honey? Yeah, you can. Because we all need Jesus. And the worst place to be is when you get in a place that God was supposed to be. You start forgetting who got you where you are. You stop being grateful. You ever seen those people that were struggling and all of a sudden they had a break? That's how God does it. I was driving old Hoopty in 2006. It looked like a Bentley, but it was a knockoff Bentley. It was a 300 Chrysler. All of a sudden, I had a video that went viral. I started feeling myself. I started saying, Lord, let me get some pink M&Ms in the back room. I want the green room to really be green. I don't want it to be pink or taupe. I get to walk into these buildings and all of a sudden these people are like, she must be a God. All of a sudden I had this break and I thought, I get to leave Bloomingdale's. I ain't got to go back in Bloomingdale's and put makeup on people. I started feeling myself. All of a sudden I'm on that plane coming home and I hear the Lord say, you going to work tomorrow? I said, oh no, I ain't. I don't have to now. He said, oh yes, you do. He said, because your character can't keep up with your purpose. He said, I'm trying to make you in the pruning, in the breaking. I'm making you. That's why I think sometimes God allows the things that we pray for to happen, even if it ain't his will. So that we can do that. So that we can hit rock bottom and find out who the rock is at the bottom. So it's our own disappointments. I said this during the ladies conference. We all want to be a diamond, but nobody wants to get cut. We want the finished product, but we don't want the trial that it takes to get there. So I want you to think right now of a time in your life where you're allowing it to keep you stuck. Letting a season in your life to define your lifetime. Some of y'all got divorced 13 years ago and you're still going to the same therapist for the same man. You are spending $150 that you could be tithing to vibrant. Because the king of kings is in this building. What you want is in this building. Now, I believe in therapy. I ain't knocking. Don't nobody send me no emails. I believe in it. But when you go to a therapist, you got to be willing to get up. 
But what the enemy gets us is making us feel like we can't get up. I'm stuck, but you ain't stuck. Why? Because you ain't no tree. You're stuck because you stopped moving. You're stuck because you look at how far you got to go instead of how far you've come. My next question is who are you listening to? Who is in your ear? Who has the loudest voice in your life? That voice is pushing you towards God or it's pushing you away. It's almost like when we're going into another season and God's elevating us and all of a sudden, anybody ever walked into a very tough season and all of a sudden you thought those people that be your ride or dies, they ain't your ride or dies, they your dies. They rode with you as long as the gas was in the car, but the minute the gas right out, where they at? Right? Snip, 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 snip. Well, a lot of times the reason that has to happen is because they can't go where you're going. But yet we get angry about that. I heard so many times in this pandemic, well, I see who the essential ones are in my life. Ain't nobody even calling me. We're all in a pandemic. But what is the enemy doing? The enemy's trying to captivate you in a place of brokenness and make you comfortable in the place of brokenness. When we serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that got off of the throne and onto the cross and stretched his arms out wide and said, for you, it is finished. Say that for me, it is finished. Basically what I'm saying is breakthrough begins where excuses end. Breakthrough begins where excuses begin. We love the idea of God changing our situation more than the idea of God changing us. Right? Breakthrough happens when you confront what isn't right in your life. Man, you know, whenever I've hit rock bottom the most is when I wanted, I started scrolling Instagram. And I was looking at people that were my age doing way more than me. Hiding behind the filters because people only show you their highlight reels. And I'm looking and all of a sudden I'm seeing that same person that was there. They've already written five books. I can't even write one with my special ed self. They got a boy and a girl. They got a boy and a girl. I got five boys trying to have a girl. Everything's perfect in their life. Then she got the nerve to show her husband. He looks like he stepped out of GQ. Yours looks like he stepped out of DQ. And now you're stuck on silly because I messed up my life. Now I got to stay in the hell. No, you didn't. Your mistakes made a message. Your scars, God wants to turn to stars. But you got to stop trying to stabilize what he's shaking you free from. He's saying, I knew before you were ever even a thought in your mother's womb that you were going to do exactly what you did. And on August the 29th, 1972, when you came out of your mama, doctors heard, but hell heard purpose, destiny, a game changer, a nation shifter. That's you. Come on, say that. That's me. I'm a game changer. I'm a nation shifter. I'm a demon slayer. I'm a hell shaker. Because I made it. Because I made it. Tell your neighbor, you need me. Tell your other neighbor, you need me. Because where I'm going, you need me. Because I made it through some things. I might have a limp, but I'm dragging that limp. I won't even, hey, 
I won't even hang out with people that ain't got no limp. I need to see that you made it through something. I need to see that you can go into the shundo. Go into the tongues, baby. Let's turn to John 5. One through three. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. See, you got the power. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of you. The same power you can breathe life. You can speak miracles. Everybody there? Say, I'm here. here. All right. Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city near the sheep gate was the pool of Bethesda with five covered porches, crowds of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, depressed, sickly, victim in their own stories, alcoholics, drug addicts, mamas stuck on the abortion she had in high school, lay on the porches. One of the men had been ill for a long time. Somebody say 38 years. When Jesus saw him, And knew he had been ill for a long time. Somebody say, a long time. time. He asked him, would you like to get well? (laughs) No. I think I'll stay right here. I don't want to get well. I like laying in this pool looking the same depressed crew. I feel better here. I like the attention being broken gets me. The pain may not be my fault, but I know the healing is my responsibility, but I gotten used to this. As long as I'm laying at this pool, nobody expects nothing from me, so I won't disappoint nobody. He said, you want to get well? I can't, sir. You mean to tell me you're going to be standing in vibrant church and you're going to come Sunday after Sunday fighting like hell to get in this place? And then in the presence of a healing God, you're going to say, I can't. We got any I can't people up in here? Well, it stays in vibrant. It stays in here. Anybody got, we got any I can't people? You ever seen those people that's going to look at a situation and they already got an answer for what you're saying and it's always negative? He said, I can't, sir. I can't get up. I'm a sick man. I have no one to put me into the pool. When the water bubbles, someone else always, always gets there ahead of me. I can't get in the pool. I can't enter into worship. I can't start my life over. I think everything that I have is is behind me. Now I'm living, just waiting to die. I'll never have joy again. He said, I can't get in the water. There's nobody that can put me in the pool because here's what happens. We allow ourselves to get stuck in this place and we believe all the naysayers behind us instead of what God says about us. And then we feel crippled when our legs still work, our arms still work, our fingers still work, our mouth still works. Jesus told him, stand up. I bet you he was from the south side of heaven when he said that. I bet the thug came out in him. Stand up. Lay in there for 38 years. Stand up. Pick up your mat 
and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. Instantly, he rolled up his sleeping mat and began to walk. But the miracle happened on a Sunday. He picked up his mat and he walked. So I, I like to go study some things. I always like the stories where it seems impossible. Like, why are you going to lay there for 38 years? Some of y'all been there for 38 years. Why are you going to lay there for 38 years? If I wanted it bad enough, I would... I would roll. But he laid there waiting for somebody to do it for him because somewhere in him, life had made him feel like there's no way. And then I love the fact that he rolls up his mat. Like, why are you going to tell the dude that had been laying there for 38 years to roll up his mat? You're already making him get up. And I bet he was weak, you know, his legs, because you, you kind of got to walk again. And you, you got to learn. No, I don't even believe that. I believe that he came back. He came from the day. There, there, there had to be legs still there. If there was legs still there because he stood up, it didn't say his legs grew out. It said that he stood up and he rolled up his mat, which the mat indicated that if I roll up the mat and I take it with me, then there's no sign that I'm ever going to go back to where I was before. But what we do is we got one foot in and one foot out. We got one foot in Jesus, one foot in the devil, whoever helps me first. And so he rolls up his mat. So it leads me to believe that if he had been laying there for 38 years and he got up and he walked, then there had to be something. This is just a chemism. It had to be something in his mind, his family, an addiction, generational curse. Because if he stood up, then he had to have legs. Then it had to be something mentally that was stopping him from getting in that water. Numbers 23 and 13, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said it and shall he not do? Or hath he spoken and shall he not make good? See, you know, sometimes when we're in a storm, we don't, we don't, we don't even need reasons. We need faith. I got to stop thinking about what's going wrong and I got to think about what's going right. I laid in my bed forever, man. After I walked through a divorce in 2006, I thought I had lost my mind. I was told, you're going to go to hell on a slip and slide if you get divorced. Church people were talking about me everywhere. I was an embarrassment to my family. I had to move back in with my mom and daddy at 36 years old. I was a terrible mom because I was crying over spilt milk. And I'm laying in that bed one night and I said, God, take this pain. I was the man at the pool of Bethesda. God, take this pain away from me. And I heard him probably for the first time. I'm a preacher's kid. My mama sent me to every camp trying to get me saved. <laughs> in every camp, I would hear little Jesse. I just got the Holy Ghost. And I'd be like, I didn't get it. Everybody was getting the Holy Ghost but me. And never heard God. I was waiting for him to be like, Kimberly, don't go that way. Because I thought it was like Hulk. He's God. I mean, psh. he never talked to me like that until this night. At 36 years old, I'm laying in my bed saying, God, take this baby. And I was even dramatic. And I thought if I am more dramatic than all the other people, billions of people in this world praying, he gonna come to my house instead of yours. 
I heard God say, what are you doing? I said, I need you to take this bait away from me. He said, girl, bye. He said, I can't take the pain away from you. You got to get up and walk away. You got to stop thinking God's going to be a genie in a bottle and get your behind up. But we made dumb decisions. We stay in the dumb decisions. We get there at the pool of Bethesda. We lay at the pool of Bethesda. But one thing I've discovered is God can use bad decisions to get you to your destiny. That detour was for your destiny. That hell, that hell was to take you from the back of the line to the front of the line. Laying at that pool, I'm reminded of Jonah. <laughs> Jonah went to Nineveh. He, said, he was told to go to Nineveh. He said, boy, bye, I ain't going to Nineveh. Let him die. Let him die. He went the exact opposite than what God told him. Anybody ever done exactly opposite of what you knew was right, but it felt better he goes the wrong way God said Jonah 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 he said well go follow Jonah he's gonna need transportation back to where I told him to be in the first place he got swallowed up in a whale that stanky y'all got y'all understand I paid some of your life in that stanky prison in that stanky rehab house I know y'all's ain't stank. Y'all's is like the Hyatt. Y'all like five star. Y'all do know y'all in trouble when y'all come out of this thing. God's spoiling you in the process of being broken. Because that's how he rolls. Wow! So God can use bad situations, bad decisions to get you to your destiny. If we allow ourselves to get stuck in the reason, we miss the revelation. I need to know why it happened. Oh, I was the queen. I need to know why. Why you let me fall. God's like, you did it. I need to, let, I need to know why you didn't heal my marriage because you never asked me one time if that was your spouse. I need to know why you didn't heal my daddy and you let him die in a pandemic. Because why didn't you take my ex? Because your daddy was ready and your ex ain't. God is a good God. God is a faithful God. God is going to take your scars and turn them to stars. He's going to take your pain and put it as a pulpit. But you got to get up and you got to forgive. I believe the reason he was laying at the pool of Bethesda is because he wouldn't forgive. Because he couldn't forgive, he had to numb his pain. It stinks when you're laying at a pool of Bethesda and you did everything they said you did. Everybody's talking. When I finally got to that place where I realized, let them talk. Let them talk. Because while you come into my Facebook page to see why they're talking about me, you're going to get shot with the Holy Ghost. Because I won't go under. I'm going over. I might have done it, but here I come. Y'all, we got Saul. Look at Saul. He was a Christian killer. God changed his name to Paul. Y'all know y'all got a name out there when you used to be drunk. You'd be nay-naying and not pray-praying. You'd get up on the bar thinking you were coyote ugly. 
They'd be like, ma'am, I need you to get down, sir. I need you to get down. What's your name, Kim? What's your last name, Kim? Okay, Kim, Kim, come on. We allow our problems to be your prison. We allow our past to scare the heck out of us. And we live in excuses. Have you ever seen those people who don't look like what their actions and pretending to be? They said, oh, I've been on Weight Watchers for 20 years. You ain't lost one doggone pound. You're paying $19.99 for Weight Watchers, but you ain't using it. Right? You got faith and power. I'm walking in faith. I got faith. I got faith. Until, honey, all of a sudden, something you wanted don't happen. I can't stand that. If you're going to act like you know Jesus, and when you walk through hell, act like it. Kim, pray for me. I can't pray for myself. Yes, you can. Well, I ain't been back to Vibrant in so many weeks because of the pandemic, but you've been at Sam's. You've been at Walmart. But Sam's and Walmart ain't going to have a healing line for you. You're going to go get your pretzels and your wine. Every night you're like, oh, I'm just going to drink one glass. You know, Jesus turned water into wine. <laughs> but you can't even remember how you got to bed. <laughs> this is a place where breakthrough happens. Honesty. We want God to just fix us without doing anything. We all have our conditions. And some of us are able to hide them easier. I went to the doctor not too long ago, about four months ago. And I walked in and I had all these Mr. Cheat Tea collection chains on me. Because, you know, the bigger you get, the more up here you do stuff. So they don't look down here. So I walk into the office and she said, congratulations, you're on the overweight chart. I went, what? She said, yeah, you pressing 200 pounds. I said, I'm a woman. That's more than my daddy weight. She goes, yeah, you, you pretty fat. She's my friend, doctor. And she said, I need you to get yourself under control. She said, do you exercise? I said, yeah, I preach. She said, exercise. I said, well, just one 45-minute sermon is like eight hours. She said, you ain't ready. She said, because you're making excuses. I get in the car, and I'm like, God, take the desire for ho-hos out of my... I don't want ho-hos anymore. I don't want to eat Twizzlers anymore. Take the desire for sugar out of my life. I eat at 12 o'clock at night, God. I need you to help me. He said, do it. Get your willpower back. You're letting your problems be your prison. You're loyal to mistakes. Get up. I went on a diet, and I've lost 55 pounds. I didn't even go on a diet. I just changed my way of eating. Why? Because I preach better snatched. So you got to do it. You're like, I need, my I need a breakthrough in my marriage. Then you need to get little Jesse out of the middle of you and your husband. He needs to be in his own bed. You need to go turn on some Lionel Richie. Hello? Is it me you're looking for? You want your marriage healed? Shut your mouth and fix it. Oh, well, he won't take the lead. Take the pants off and put the dress on and let him. Now, some of y'all are like, girl, I liked you till then. That's all right. I'm telling you how to get free. Jesus says, do you want to get well? Not do you want to feel better? The pool represented a place to feel comfortable in your dysfunctions. You don't have to beg God for what he's already done. He died for your freedom. Well, Kim, you don't understand the depression's clinical. It ran in my family. 
But I had to realize that in order to get free from depression, I had to get up and walk away. The man said, sir, I have no one. I can hear God thinking, I did not ask you that. I didn't ask you that. Ain't it crazy? We will literally be in the presence of God and stay stuck. The pool represented comfortability. You got to see faith. It has the ability to override facts. Look at Stephen over here fighting cancer. He's actually already conquering cancer. But listen, if he wouldn't have walked through that, he's going to a whole nother level in ministry because now he knows how to talk to people that got cancer. Y'all need to watch God heal me. I have nobody to put me in the pool. The man is basically telling Jesus why he can't get to the water. And, the, and Jesus is saying, well, the water is coming to you. You ain't got to roll in the water. I'm going to bring it to you. I'm the life. I'm the bread. Breakthrough begins where your excuses end. We are busy trying to get Jesus to come down. Jesus, after hearing all the man's reasons and doctor's excuses, someone always is getting before me. They keep blocking me. They keep, they, they keep, they keep, they keep. Always excuses. And the reason we stay stuck and resist the glow up, the level up, and healing is because of acceptance. I'm accepting where I am. I deserve to be here. I did it. My actions did it. I'm everything they said I, sh I am. Instead of being like Apostle Paul and saying, bring it on. The ship, mate, I'm going to a whole court in Rome. The ship, we're going to go right in the storm, you dummies. The boat's going to break apart. But because I'm on this ship, you're going to make it. He could have felt sorry for himself, pastor. He could have given up. He could have said, well, we're about to die. No, he said, yeah, I did it. I did everything they said I did. But once I came to know Jesus, all old things have passed away and I've made things new. I'm not who I used to be. I'm not going back. I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you. My past is over in you. Things are made new. Surrender my life to Christ. I'm moving, moving forward. Even if I can't see where I'm going, even if I'm a little discombobulated, even if I got to go to a rehab for a whole year, I'm going to be the preacher in the rehab. I'm going to be the preacher in jail. I'm going to be the preacher coming out of the divorce. I'm going to be the preacher. Devil, you should have taken me out when you could have because my bounce back came. Hold the spring in my feet. We accept it, then we fear the unknown. It hurts so bad, I don't want to go back and hurt again. Maybe your breakthrough happens when you stop waiting. And you start telling God to change me. God, do a work in me. Spring up a well in my soul. I ain't moving out of this place. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to break the cycles off my life. Do y'all want me to tell you, sometimes it's not until all the hell breaks loose that you do better. Do you want me to tell you how quick God moves? Y'all ready for this magic trick? How quick God moves? Y'all scared, ain't you? Pat, you scared? I got this. This right here indicates depression, shame, guilt, fear. 
everything they said you are right here. You did it. That video that they, 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 they keep telling you. Oh, I'm going to sink you. I got a video of you nay-naying before you started play praying. The fear of the Google, they're going to find out you were floating on the pole. It's pink pony. They were going to know you were like the woman at the well. They're going to know you were like Jonah. They're going to know you were like the man at the pool of Bethesda. And this right here indicates who Jesus says you are. This is how quickly your sin is eradicated. You keep apologizing for it. And he's saying, for what? Right here. What does this paper indicate in your life? What is it? Keeps you awake at night having to drink yourself to sleep. What's keeping you at the pool of Bethesda? <laughs> we sing, he knows my name. But we really don't believe he knows our name. What do you need to forgive yourself for today? What did you do that's kept you stuck? The quicker you get up, the more they're going to forget. The louder you get for Jesus, the more he's going to change your life. You ready for this? This is how quick God's moving in your life today. Go. Go. Stand up. It's over. It's over. It's under God. It's just it's at the feet of Jesus. And I hear the Lord saying it today, roll up your mat. The best ain't behind you, it's in front of you. I lost everything at 36. Moved back in with my mama. I left her at 18. Trying to run from her. And God brought me all the way back to her. Thought I was done. Didn't preach my first sermon till I was 40. Didn't go full-time minister till I was 42. And this is what God says to you today. What would normally take 17 years, he's going to do it in a year. He's going to put you in a speed machine. Everything the devil stole from you, he's going to return. You mark my words, y'all. Everybody's got a story, but yours is going to be a bestseller. Facts. If y'all going to believe anything, believe that. As long as you got a pulse, God's got a plan. At 42 years old, I wrote my very first book with my special ed self. If you look at my Facebook, I still don't know where commas go. You got to read it 10 times in the spirit. God said, you need to write a book. I said, have you seen my Facebook? I did not get hooked on phonics. He said, I thank God you're not an editor. I've written four bestsellers, y'all, in eight years. I started a podcast that's syndicated. My daddy ain't famous. I got my heart right. And every time I fell, I bounced back. 
I was like, let them talk, let them talk. Haters are confused fans. Stop worrying about what you did. You ain't there no more. I'm 49 years old, y'all. And I feel like I'm just getting started. So what do you need today in this prayer? Make a decision. I don't care if you're 98 years old, 78, 68, 58. I don't care. It's just starting for you. The Bible is full of those promises where he rejects. He loves to use people with the worst past to create the best futures. I'm proof. So everybody lift up your hands. I want you to say, Father, I release it. Forgive me for being in my own way. I pray you give me spiritual amnesia. Put some oil on my pain. There ain't nothing like going to hell to give us some oil. And I hear the Lord saying, your oil is priceless. Because of what you've gone through, you got an anointing. You want to know what your purpose is? Your purpose is in the very place hell's fought you. The pain is your pulpit. Stop worrying about man. Man can't do nothing to you. Stop worrying about a person taking you to court. Let them take you to court so that God can show out. See, you thought because the curtain had closed, the production was over. Baby, the curtain had to close in order to set up for the next scene. Let them talk about you on the nightly news. Let your wife hold all kinds of parties talking about your ex. Come on. Free publicity. So God, I just thank you over this house at a vibrant church. That God, you're giving a do-over, a start-over in these people's lives. That God, today they decided to get up. That I am talking to you. I just heard the Lord say, there's somebody in this building that says, she ain't talking to me. Yes, I am. I'm talking to you. Get out of your mind. Stop letting yourself worry sick. That stuff ain't even going to happen. The enemy can't take you out, so he's trying to wear you out. So, Father, we just thank you for your power. We thank you for revival and vibrant. We thank you that we're going to see sickness fall at the floor. We're going to see deliverance take place in this house. This is going to be a house of worship. This will be a house of healing. We're walking through the pool of Bethesda. Heal. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, say, Father, it's me. Do it in me. Do it in me. Shock the 